We're back, bitches! What it's is been 10,000 years, right to the day. And the uh. witch is back! And there is hell to pay. Wait, where did that come from? Hocus Pocus, but I think I got the number of years wrong. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> I was thinking like uh, uh, Genie. I think it's 300 years. I don't know. I was Maybe well, it was a combination of like Aladdin and Hocus Pocus. Cause yeah, because Genie was 10,000 years. Last time I checked, America was not 10,000 years old. Yeah, no. Yeah, it I was, was thinking, 300 years. Oops, I'm yeah. a dumbass. And that's my favorite movie. No worries. I was actually thinking Genie too, because I was uh, listening to 10,000 years, and I was like, actually, Oh, it gives you a quite a crick in the neck. Yeah, I was actually shushing my neck out while I was doing that. <laughs> anyway, are we here talking about the Genie, or are we... We're here talking about our favorite topic, which is ourselves. Wait, what? Yeah, we're we're just really channeling our inner narcissist, and we are talking about ourselves. Oh, Oh, that's what we're doing tonight. We're doing a hot little look back. Oh, yeah. So we're kind of finally looking back. We've done 13 episodes now. We're we, kind of... Yes, we have put out 13 episodes. Yeah, that is... Holy uh, crap. I mean, that is definitely kind of weird. But uh, the main reason we want to do this is because we're doing uh, kind of 13 episodes a season sort of deal right now. Yeah, right now. We'll, we'll get into the reason why we're doing seasons. Yeah, we'll talk about that later on. But we just thought it'd be fun to look back as to where we started and almost a year later now from the actual conception of the podcast, like to, you know, what we're doing now and a little bit of how it's been received and just how incredible um, our support system has been with friends and family. And it's just really been amazing. Yeah. And also give a little bit of behind the scenes of where we find your info and yes. how we come up with uh, certain episodes. and share a lot of the cool content that we didn't really have time to get into and yeah. also some of the things that uh, we may have, um, you know, Left messed, out. Or messed, or messed up. up. Yeah. I don't mess anything up because I'm actually perfect, so. Yes, yes, you have been through this many times. Yeah. Oh, by the way, how many times have I kicked your ass at karate? Um, well, since I just started back up after 15 Every years. time. Okay, well, you haven't even tried, but Chris and I are going to double team you. I haven't even tried it. I kick your ass. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I are going to double team you whenever. Oh, uh, my God, we yes. Are both at Lidditz, so. Yeah, the, the cute couple against the brother in law. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. This it's going to be a great time. It's going to be the battle of the century. It really, really is. We're going to have to put that up on the Insta. Me and Chris versus me. So so I just restarted karate. JP and I both t do Tung Sudo. JP is an incredible, incredible Tung Sudo fighter artist i don't know what you would necessarily do her i <laughs> you I, just do it <laughs> i i do the thing i do the kicks the and punches you do it well. i yeah i just got my black belt you just got your black belt back only, in november of 2020 yep only took me about 22 years but yeah. you know i took the scenic route so yeah. uh anyway uh we'll get into more of some of our bantering and fun fighting things because i actually want to talk about a cool thing about that later yes we have uh, something kind of fun coming up later yeah so like many podcasts and ideas this one came up randomly and at the least likely of times i think i literally called you in a car after a workout you did you did called you called me i, I I, I, you may have been after work. I don't remember what I was doing. Um, I know that I was in the kitchen of my little townhouse up in State College, which I low-key miss a little bit. Um, <laughs> I know. I miss it, too. Yeah, it was so cute. You had spooky shit all over the damn place. 
I did have spooky shit all over. I know. All over I, the damn place. You literally had skeletons in your closet. Yeah, actually, I did. I had a little bit of skeletons. Yeah, I uh, I sometimes wondered about that. I I kind of did a little knock to make sure they were plastic. They are. Don't worry. We did not dig up any real bones for this. Um, but yeah, you called me. I remember being in the kitchen, and I had I was in the middle of. Like I, I knew I wanted to start a podcast. Like I knew I just I was fascinated with podcasts. I thought they were the coolest thing. And which I is just a tad ironic because I was the one who got you on the podcast you in were. the first place. Yeah, yeah, you were the one. You told me about podcasts in the first place because you showed me and Chris the How to Money podcast. Yeah, and then from there I found Two Girls One Ghost, and then I worked through all their episodes. They're fantastic if you haven't heard them. I mean, we're you know in the podcasting community we've noticed that. It's very much supporting other people and like you talk each other up like there's another podcast. Oh, I need to find them. If you've ever seen the meme of uh, Obama giving a medal to Obama, that's basically the podcast community it and is. a meme. It's such an incredible community. There is a podcast. I just want to make sure that I get their name right because they are just okay. So they are called the Strange Beauty Podcast, and I have conversed with them on Instagram, and they are just the absolute sweetest, kindest human beings. Um, we bonded over like living in Pittsburgh because oh, nice. uh, we had JP and I had grown up in Pittsburgh, so we talked about that a little bit. Talked about their content. Um, they do. Um, all things strange and all things beauty and it's just such a cool combination and i just really want to talk them up for a second because they're amazing so but like they're kind of one of the first people that we met in the podcast community and um you just you talk people up you talk about how great other people's shows are because no one is in competition yep we yep. are not in competition with anybody kind of this rant got a little bit away from me here but okay i was about to say where are you, where are you going <laughs> no, with this where i was going with this was um i started by listening to two girls one ghost and then went on to and that's why we drink and hearing that they were essentially like new to the world of podcasting and they did this and you didn't have to be like a professional to do it i was like oh i want to do it so came up with this idea to do one type of podcast with a friend and that just it just didn't really work out and that's okay um, no no it, it did not work out at no, all but you know what that friend has now gone on to uh, pursue other projects that they're going to be incredible at so i'm super happy for them dude you are going to be a fucking beast he is yeah well i mean he is a fucking yeah beast, he's amazing we, he is... we adore him he's incredible our project didn't necessarily work out it just wasn't meant to be it, it you know maybe down the road we'll do something together but it's okay oh yeah and i was kind of in the middle of thinking like all right i want to do something but like i knew that that wasn't gonna work like i had come to the point where i was like okay i know that's not gonna work and you called me i think you you were driving or something and, i was definitely in a car yeah and we just started talking and i don't even know how the subject came up and all of a sudden it was like wait a second you love history. I love spooky. Let's do this. Yes. And I remember because it was actually that podcast where you first tested me because you're like, oh, we're going to do uh, Amityville. No, no, no. The Conjuring. We, we were going to talk about The house. Conjuring. It was a spooky house. It was The Conjuring house. And I had just watched the movie and I was like, let's i wouldn't yeah how did that go a, by the way because you even find like a kid's ride terrifying sometimes wait which kid's ride do i find terrifying 
wasn't it one of the Disney ones, like uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? No, or... no, no. I love Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, which one was it, though? I could have sworn... Okay, if it's Dinosaur in Animal Kingdom and Walt Disney World, that, that doesn't count. Okay. Because that is legitimately terrifying. Also, it's tough to be a bug in Animal Kingdom. That also doesn't count because it is legitimately terrifying, and I will never set foot in that quote-unquote ride. It's really a show. Again, absolutely not. Never. Never again. Okay. It's terrifying. If you are going to Disney and you have not done It's Tough to Be a Bug underneath the Tree of Life, skip it. It's not worth it. You will cry. As a grown adult, you will cry. It is terrifying. I I didn't even know this ride existed. It's not a ride. It's a show. It's like a 4D show. Okay. Yeah. Like uh, spiders come down from the ceiling and... Like, I don't like it. (laughs) This is great content. (laughs) I don't like it. Don't like it. ASMR with Allie freaking out. (laughs) So, anyway, uh, yeah, yeah, we called and, yeah, so we came up with the idea. Uh, The show name came along soon after. Again, I was in a car driving, calling. You get your best ideas in a car. I do, yes, because I should be, you know, paying attention to the we, road but who need, who's got time it, for that we really wanted it to take an educational route because for us we were learning something and we were hoping to maybe teach people that didn't know something too like just kind of like just an all-around like we're all learning something new oh yeah and yeah. one of the things i've also learned is uh as i've grown up i was very lucky that in high school i had great history teachers yes in fact yes. I remember one of my favorite classes was with Klein, A. Peter O. Mm, he's a good dude. Yeah. And we actually, it was super nice how he set it up because he said, okay, we're going to take about 12 world leaders f- between the 17th century and the 20th century, and you just got to rank them who you think's worst to best. And there was no right answer. Your grade was purely based on your argument, which I've come to learn most history classes actually suck in American schools. Yeah, not, and not surprising. A and lot of things suck in American schools. Yeah, and they basically cover all the boring shit, like here's the dates, here's the person, they lived this time, they lived mm-hmm. that time, they died. And they don't get into any of the fun stuff that history has to offer, like the crazy batshit insane stories. Didn't you guys make it like... Like you guys like went viral on Tumblr, Oh, right? yeah, my, my class did. Thing? Yeah, so... If anybody remembers this about a story involving a uh, AP Euro class uh, barricading their uh, door and barricading their teacher outside in the hallway because they wouldn't let them watch Les Mis, that was my AP Euro class. We're going to have to find the picture and actually yep. post it on the Instagram because that is so funny. I, I remember coming across it on Pinterest and I recognized the teacher. I never had that teacher, but I recognized him and I literally sent you the picture and I was like, is this you? And you were like, yeah, this was my class. (laughs) Yeah, it was actually only two students who really did the barricading. And it was funny because apparently the uh, student posted it, then showed it to the teacher after I got a bunch of comments. And somebody said, uh, you know, talking about how like teachers, you know, usually don't like it when their students do this. And our teacher's response was, if it doesn't get 100,000 likes, you're getting a C. I'm pretty sure you guys actually did get 100,000 likes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. No, it, it went it did pretty well. Yeah, which is really funny. That's actually the second time that a history teacher has had people barricade using desks in the class. The first time that I can remember was my 7th grade history class. 
uh, where we sent half the class out in the hallway and then the remainder of us stayed in the room and we built a fort. It, this was U.S. history. I don't remember specifically the battle we were talking about, but we built a fort and turned all the lights off and then the teacher invited everybody back in and i remember i stood up and yelled attack and we threw paper balls at them <laughs> so i know yeah, the we, teacher who you're talking about you know yeah. the teacher i'm talking about because he was awesome i feel like maybe that might have been uh god i don't know it could have been like defense of west point yeah uh, i have no idea you yeah honestly i feel like he may have just you said you know what screw it let's just build a four and have a probably yeah have a paper probably. ball fight yeah we really looked out with with history teachers so we both i mean but a lot of people didn't so i kind of wanted to use this as a chance to share and be like hey you know what history's got some fun stuff and can be mm -hmm. also actually entertaining and dark yes and spooky and very spooky because where there's history historical things happening where people have died nine times out of ten there's gonna be a ghost yeah well i was about to say actually i was about to say where history happens there's dead people yes where history happens there's dead people where dead people happens there's ghosts where ghosts happen there's ali and jp here to talk about it because they have Actually, they have a lot of other things to do, but like it's still fun. Yeah, no, I've yeah. got my my uh, my weekly list is so long, and I have yeah. not done anything. <laughs> Our schedules are so crazy; like it's absolutely insane. Yeah, um, but yeah, so, so that's how the podcast was born. Yeah, uh, basically going from uh, starting when we barricaded desks in a history lab, which we did a lot of, and start ending with. Uh, Obsessions with spooky if, shit. I mean, if we're being realistic, my obsession with spooky shit did not start until a much later age. Like, yeah. I was very, I was a very, very scared child. Like, it, oh, I was, yeah. yeah. Um, you could not sit me down to watch Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the old one with Gene Wilder. Yeah. I will not watch that movie because it scared the shit out of me. I actually think that's a pretty common uh, fear, though. Um, I that, mean... That one scene where they're going through the boat and he's kind no, no, of no. going mad. Okay, first of all, I think that's the one with Johnny Depp. Because no, there's Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, yeah. and then there's Willy Wonka in the Chocolate no, Factory. No, the Gene Wilder one had the weird, Well, they creepy... had the boat scene, too, but... No, for me, what scared me the most was that the kids never came out of the factory. And it was like, in my mind, each kid died. Yeah, I, I actually think that was the point of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, share a comment, like us if uh, you know the true answer, if those kids made it out or not. Actually, I just don't want to know because I've seen that movie once and okay. I have never watched it again. And Just slide it into my DM. <laughs> actually, JP's just looking for a lady friend, so just slide into his <laughs> hey, DM. Hey, girls, if you want to talk about whether or not children die, hit me up. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. I can't believe I just said that. You're definitely going to get some interesting DMs. Uh, his okay. Instagram handle is Cradle44. Oh, fuck. So <laughs> that... <laughs> I think you're actually going to use the real one. His nickname in college and his hockey number. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cradle44. We'll, we'll is there in. like an underscore or anything? No. Okay, it's just no Cradle44. Nobody else came up with that Okay, one. single ladies who are above the age of... 23 <laughs> i just feel like you need a someone who's above the age of 23 i don't know yeah, why yeah can we yeah, not sure. please set up my dating life based He's on that so bad right now it's very funny well okay yes uh 
all the single ladies all slide the into his DMs. <laughs> Please don't murder me. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't think, first of all, you know karate, so no one's going to murder you. Okay, well, uh, actually, let's get into it, because I'm actually really excited about that thing with karate at the end. I know you are. I know you are. Yeah, let's just talk about <laughs> Haunted Halls of Ocracious. Yes. Uh, this was the first one we did, Truly in Order. And I, you were the one who found it. And yes. I was the one who picked that to go first. I basically found, I have like a giant Excel spreadsheet on my computer that just has a whole bunch of random haunted things, weird things, myths, and legends. Please also hit us up because we were always adding to the Excel. I really want to figure out how far that thing can go. Literally every single person I meet who I tell that I have a podcast, I'm like, if there's anything you want to hear, let me know. And they always say, oh, okay, cool. And then I never hear from them. I'm calling out everybody right all now. the people all the people we know who you are yeah you know because who most you of are. them are friends yeah <laughs> please text us back please text us please <laughs> oh my god no but the support from the friends has been absolutely just so incredible so thank you to our friends you yes, guys are amazing you. people yeah. um haunted halls of ocracious so that was number one um that one was super fun. That one was. Uh, I picked it because I wanted to do something that was lesser known for our first episode. Yeah. And I haven't heard a spooky podcast do actresses. Yeah, I haven't either. Also, uh, AC Valhalla had just been announced and I was super pumped about it because like a nerd, I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. Yeah, you literally said to me the reason you wanted to do it was because of Assassin's Creed. And you were like, if I can tie assassin's creed into every episode i'll be super excited and i think my response was if i can tie the office into every episode i'll be super excited and somehow we actually have managed to do that well no there's a few episodes i haven't been able to tie the office into uh i think yeah and i think a, a, few, most, a few yeah and the most part i've hit mostly assassin's creed or i've had I mean, to like assassin's creed is literally like a history-based video game right? it is yeah. yes uh and not the most convoluted franchise story that is out there yeah. Uh, so we did that. And the first thing I remember running into that was awesome was I did find a lot of good primary sources. Mm -hmm. It just became a pain in the ass because all the primary sources were in Norwegian. So here's a funny thing. JP and I have always, 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 always been friends with Swedish people. Yeah. We, I don't. No matter where we've lived. It's really weird, actually. Yeah. We have... Like, not just second, third generation, first generation yeah. Swedish. Like, their mothers came here from Sweden, and all of our Swedish friends that we know would travel back to Sweden for the entire summer. And they would also have all of their uh, family conversations in Swedish. Yes, like, they, they all spoke Swedish. Now, yeah. obviously, we know Norway and Sweden are not the same things, but my point being is one of my dearest friends, one of my best friends in the whole entire world is Swedish, is one of the Swedish people. And <laughs> I love how you're just like one of the Swedish people. She is know. one of the, well, listen, when we first lived here in Lancaster, before we moved to Pittsburgh, we knew a Swedish family and they were just so sweet, so kind. And then we moved to Pittsburgh and our next door neighbors were also a Swedish family and they would go to Sweden every summer. And then they introduced us to uh, this other family where it was the same thing. Um, and it was actually, it was, American dads, Swedish moms. Yeah. And actually it's American dads who served in the military. Swedish. No, no, no. The the Wait. one um the one family here 
in Lancaster didn't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the two in Pittsburgh. Yeah, that... It was um, military men, Swedish women. Yeah. Um, I was... I was about, to, but still though, it's weird to happen twice. <laughs> no, what's weird is that we know three people. Well, there's another coincidence that you and I talked about. Isn't this about? about we're not going to. I was about to say, aren't up. we supposed to be talking about Akershus we're right not, now? No, no, no. But this is going to lead into Akershus. So, so, so I remember texting my friend. Just humor her. Yeah. Okay. I remember texting my friend saying like, oh, we're doing this. Uh, our first episode is going to be about Akershus in Norway. And I said, oh, I think we just mispronounced so many of the words. And she literally texted me back. It was like, why didn't you tell me what they were? I could have helped you pronounce them. And I literally was like, oh my God, I am so stupid. I literally forgot that you spoke Swedish. And Oops. it probably, I mean, obviously they're not the same language, but it, close. it's close they're, enough. They're, they're it could have close. at least helped with pronunciation. And of course, I also didn't text her to tell her that we were doing this and we probably could have redeemed ourselves. The last thing I texted her was, and I quote, if you meet an anti-vax mom, tell them their kids are here for a good time, not a long time. End quote. That's what? literally the last text I sent to her. What? What? <laughs> I just thought... <laughs> I thought you said this was coming back around to Akershus. The thing that came back around to Akershus was that we had words... Like, when I was listening to it again, the part that made me legitimately, like, laugh out loud and spit out my drink was when I said... Malkinizinen. It's like when Harry says diagonally and just ends up in nocturnally. It's like, yeah, because that, that sounds the same. Yeah, exactly. So, no, that was my point was I, we probably could have redeemed ourselves, but. I mean, come on. It was the first episode. There was no, we were recording yeah, on an iPad. We there did. Was we no expectation. on an iPad. Also, yeah. I forgot that the one guy's name was Nut and I, I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I. Because I'm 12. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember going through and yeah, that story of the guy basically getting kicked out for sucking at his job and then coming back with an army and then still getting beheaded by the wait, dude who replaced wait, him. Wait, that hits different in 2021. <laughs> what? Wait, how does that hit different? A guy who sucked at his job got kicked out and came back with an army. No. <laughs> Okay, no. uh, I did not. Of all the people, I honestly thought I'd be the one who would have gone there first. Yeah, but... I'm kind of surprised you didn't come up with that first. That's pretty funny. Yeah, so let's just say uh, that happened. Uh, all of our recordings happened before, you know, that went down. Yeah, like we literally... Okay, so the most recent recording was obviously Axeman number two, the, the second part. Yeah, that was in February. Was that in February? Was that in March? No, I, that was February. That was yeah, March. yeah. Yeah, so the the we're recording this uh, the Saturday after Fearless Taylor's version killed Prince Philip. Because we all know when they that happened. Yeah, on uh, Charles and Camilla's wedding anniversary. April 7th, 8th. 9th. 9th. 10th. 9th. Shit, it's right in front well, of no, me. No, 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 the 9th is when Taylor, uh, Fearless Taylor's version killed Prince Philip. And no one can, literally no one can tell me otherwise. Too many bops. Fearless did not kill Prince Philip. Yes, it did. No one can tell it me did otherwise. Not. No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. Ha! Okay. Did so. It. <laughs> so, okay, we did, 
Akashers. That one was a lot of fun because I also uh, listen to theme music while I'm working to get in the mood. So it was like, I, so it was basically Norway going on in my head and I was just all about it. The most fun for me, and this is, I want to wrap up Akershus and then go on to zombies. Yeah. The most fun for me was as we ended the episode, JP goes, class dismissed. And I hit stop on the recording and I looked at him and I was like, dude, oh my God. And we decided from then on that JP was going to close out every single episode. Yes. And as far as how we open the episodes... It's kind of a crapshoot. Basically, (laughs) I just hit record and see what Allie's saying at any given moment and then just tell her, oh yeah, by the way, I've been recording. And actually, um, some kind of fun-ish news is I am working with Chris on a possible intro music. So we'll sound more professional. Kind of. We have a really cool concept that I'm super excited to see what he comes up with. Um, So we're just going to kind of see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, I pretty uh, much told him he has until September. Something September-ish? like that. Yeah. yeah. So until then, just enjoy me shouting into the microphone. Yeah, we almost started the intro to this episode singing the Tango Maureen from Rent because that's how we were testing the microphones out. I mean, there's really no other way we're going to. And yeah. then our dad walked in for popcorn. Yeah, and so we had to stop recording. And we were like, it's okay, dad, you can walk in. And he's like, I don't want to be a part of your podcast. And yeah. we were like, oh, okay. So, so episode we- two. Zombies. Zombies. Now, originally, I ironically thought this was going to be the easiest one because I actually, I kid you not, I did a, uh, I did a presentation my freshman year on a history of zombies through pop culture. And honestly, I didn't know where to go with the research with this one. I was kind of lost. I was, I mean, let's be real. This is the second episode. We hadn't really fleshed out how things were going to sound, what we were going to do. Like, Yeah, we probably should have kind of narrowed it down a bit. Well, we both said to each other, we were like, we may have bit off more than we could chew for the second episode. But we recorded it anyways. Yeah. And we sent it out as uh, to a couple of our friends. And we got some pretty decent feedback. And we are like, okay, okay, this is pretty cool. And then uh, we originally actually weren't going to include it in this season. We were just going to kind of... No, and and... we basically were just like, we were short for time. Yeah. The holidays got very busy, so we were just like, screw it. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's show our growth. So far, I think it's done pretty well because Akashos was popular. Zombies got a lot of views. And then Waverly Hills also got a lot of views, so we didn't scare people off with the zombies episode. No. And the fun thing about zombies, do you think we can, do you want to tell them? Uh, wait, what am I telling them? Well, we have kind of a special surprise coming up. Wait, we we do? Oh, did I not tell you? No, you don't tell me anything. That's true, I don't. We have a really incredible friend. Well, she's my friend, but JP's kind of adopted her as a friend too. She loves you. Oh, yeah. thank you. Um, as a brother. But she, this girl, I absolutely adore her. I cannot you wait. You adore everyone. Is she I a uni- is she a unicorn or a giraffe or what what she what is animal? A platypus. She is a oh, platypus. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. yeah. I was cuz you always uh call your one friend Megan a unicorn. So I'm she like, is do you a equate... magical unicorn mermaid. Yes, so yes. do you equate like all your friends to animals? Surprisingly no. Just well, first of all, a mermaid's not an animal. Second of all, um actually just Megan and Rachel. Rachel is a platypus. But Rachel. <laughs> her, oh, right. The zombies from yes, the. 
So yeah. we're going to do a little bit of an expansion on this. We have something super fun. Rachel is very, very strong in her faith, and she is so knowledgeable about all things kind of biblical. And when we told her about the zombies episode and when she heard it, she was like, dude, like there's so much of that in the Bible. So we're going to be doing a dark Bible episode. We special. are. And we are going to bring on our friend Rachel. So we're super excited. Uh, we don't know when that's coming. It's going to come in the future. But like we're so excited to, you know, share that and to kind of bring a dark side to something that, you know, people probably didn't really think was that dark. Uh, yeah. So basically get ready to talk to your priest afterwards. Well, possibly. Yeah. Rachel's I'm, amazing. She's going to do a great job at it. We're so excited for you guys to meet her. It's going to be even fun. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. So we're excited to expand on zombies and kind of move into something a little bit new too, but it's going to start with the zombie expansion. Yeah. And I got to say, for the zombie one, it was kind of funny because I started to get into I knew about the voodoo background, and I kind of couldn't help but laugh a little bit because I was saying, like, oh, yeah, you know, the fun zombies. I'm like, oh, right. This is built on a re seriously repressive slavery uh, yeah. institution. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, so that was actually kind of a little bit fun. Uh, you know, it's a, it's amazing how many times I've had to kind of go through my research and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a cool thing. And we're right now onto slavery. Cool. That's probably, unfortunately, quite a lot of our research. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I already but, got into that with some of the season two content. Yeah, me too. And, uh, we got, yeah, so that was cool going through that. I always love going through the pop culture stuff because it's really fine to think how zombies started as this like magic voodoo when mm -hmm. 1936 white zombie. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, now we're in the 50s. And everyone's like, yeah, we're no longer afraid of uh, people who are different than us. We're now afraid of uh, nuclear bombs. We're like, okay, we're going to have nuclear zombies now. Yep. And zombies and just kind of evolved with pop culture. Like, oh, yeah. You have zombies in every single decade and they change and they evolve with the new threats i mean obviously you've had your plague zombies and you've had your nuclear zombies and no i was gonna say like try not to knock on the table so much because oh. that gets picked up on the mic and that makes editing a pain in the ass <laughs> sorry thank you <laughs> i'm getting overexcited knocking on the table yeah uh so, yeah and then of course you hit the 90s and you have the the rise of terrorism yep. so then it's like okay now they're all biological yep and then we get the walking dead Mm -hmm. it is still, still have not watched an episode of that you know what honestly seasons one through three great i love them we did watch parties when i was in college and it was a super way for my dorm to just chill out kind of kept up with season four and then it was like okay this is still happening five six then there was the whole negan arc that was actually i definitely tuned back in for that that was cool uh shit got real uh you know steven young Dude was awesome. I, don't, I literally have no idea what yeah, you're talking about. That's okay. I, I don't expect you to. But so the zombies one was kind of cool because we got to do a little bit of pop culture and we got to do history with that one. And yes, that was really fun. Yeah. So we got through zombies and we kind of, I definitely think it was a little bit more of a muddle through because we were, it, we it were, was, it, it was definitely maybe we did challenge ourselves a little bit too much, but I think that it's setting us up for some really interesting ways of figuring out how to research for some topics we have coming up in season two and season three. Yeah. And so I think from there, we, we got a little bit more 
I'm trying to remember the order then because we... Waverly Hills is next. Yes, yeah, so Waverly I, yeah. Hills, but we didn't actually record Waverly Hills No, third. so we we recorded um, Akershus and Zombies in June of 2020 because JP, um, he needed to just get away for a little bit. And obviously the safest way to do that during the pandemic was for him to... Uh, come up to where Chris and I were because yeah, which, we hadn't been out. Like we hadn't been seeing people. Um, and I'm not going to lie. This was like, a, oh, that was a day because I work six days a week and I finished up my day, drove up to you guys, and then we proceeded to record three episodes in a row. Yeah. So you, whenever we did Waverly Hills, this was the last one of the three. Yeah, so we recorded three in a day. And, and I don't know if you noticed, but if you play them in reverse, you can slowly see my sanity and my yes. mental health decline. Yeah, we in that day, we recorded Squonk, Dybbuk Box, and Waverly Hills. And Waverly Hills was the last one. And you just got slap happy. I was like, I was done with everything it that day. It was so funny. Like, I don't know what happened, the but I remember- The fucks went out the door. Yeah, I remember sitting Down there- the street, like, I took a baseball bat and just knocked them out of the yeah. park. I remember sitting there and I was just like, what the fuck is going on right now? Like, this is so weird. But we rolled with it and I think we got some really good content. I did. I really enjoyed that one. Yeah, that uh, was a fun one. And it was really nice because it was very close um, to present. So there was a lot of records of Waverly yeah. Hills. So it wasn't too hard to do the research. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to mention, because I can't believe I actually went back to the recording. I'm like, what the hell? And yeah, got pissed you... myself because... I didn't record the fact that Waverly Hills almost became the world's largest Jesus statue. <laughs> we're talking like Christ the Redeemer size here. Oh, no. We're talking like bigger than Christ oh, the bigger Redeemer. Than Christ oh, the yeah. Redeemer. No, they wanted to make it bigger Jeez. and put it on top of this building, which I'm pretty sure structurally it could not hold. Probably not. Probably no. And they were also going to make like a big gift shop. There's going to be a big uh, area for sermons. Isn't that there... Like a Noah's Ark replica in Kentucky as well. There is, yes. Okay, so uh, there's a theme. Yeah, and I think that was, uh, yeah, it's kind of along that very religious theme area. Yeah. And that happened. And also, I really didn't get into the uh, bit after Waverly Hills because I know I got on a bit of a soapbox in that episode about how everyone kind of you know, equates Waverly Hills to death and misery. And it was I mean, there was a lot of death there. There was, but they always make it sound like it was this evil, because we always as associate them with like haunted hospitals or yeah. like poorly misrun, mismanaged, where it's like hell, like a living hell for the yeah, patients. Yeah, because Zach Bagan said it himself. Yeah, and that was not true at all, which again, that was one thing I really wanted to clear up. Like, no, this was a great facility that worked mm -hmm. very hard to help people. Although I have to say, when I went back and watched the Ghost Adventures episode, the people that like, you know, maintained the facilities, they did say like, no, there this was actually like a pretty well run facility for yeah. its day. Which so, is yeah. which was ironic because uh after the sanatorium shut down, there it was turned into a retirement home. Mm -hmm. That was actually poorly run That's and not was very notorious for abuse and mismanagement by staff. Yeah, it's not surprising. And it's kind of weird because that never gets talked about in its history. No, no. It's literally just like, oh, this was a tuberculosis ward or sanatorium. Yeah. We're gonna focus on that. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, by the way, uh that whole like horror show of a place to live in yeah that happened like a few decades after 
And of course, we can't forget talking about the creeper. That's probably my favorite thing that came out of that episode because oh, that's yeah. just like a major hard pass for me. Oh yeah, and I did the whole voice thing, and I was like, yeah. "Did you? Yeah, yeah." I remember, I forgot. I made the noise. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it creeps out. It comes down. It crawls like yeah. the Grudge Girl, just crawling up the stairs, like the legs going over the arms." And I see you say that, and I just think of General Grievous, <laughs> General Kenobi. <laughs> I also, during that time, during that time, every time uh, Chris came home, I would just pop up and go, hello there. <laughs> every you night. You would quote that to each yeah. other. It was pretty funny. Uh, so Waverly Hills, that was just a blast. We uh, had so much fun doing that I one. do not remember anything from that. No, I don't really either. Well, except obviously we forgot to talk about the giant Jesus. Yeah, so just remember Waverly Hills, tuberculosis, uh, retirement home, Zach Jesus. Beggins. Jesus. Zach Beggins. Boy, Timmy with the ball. Oh, I forgot about Timmy with the ball. Okay, I... okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I am having a memory flashback to me right now. So there was a show. It was on VH1. I am sure that it was only on for literally a season because VH1 is VH1. And it was about, I, I okay, I think it was called Celebrity Paranormal Project. Or it was like celebrities, but they were like D-list celebrities. Like no one big named going to these haunted places and like doing tasks to provoke the ghost. And I know that they went to Waverly Hills because I remember seeing that in the research. But I think I have this super distinct memory of Bridget from The Girls Next Door. Now that's a throwback show. Yeah. I can't believe I watched it as a kid. Yep. Like me and mom were just like, let's watch The Girls Next Door. Like, like, oh, it's fine. But like, it was a really funny show. Um, So Bridget from The Girls Next Door what I remember her like throwing a ball or like rolling a ball and then the ball rolled back. Like I have this memory that is just, it's a core memory ingrained in my brain <laughs> that this why? happened. Just on it. Why? I don't know. It's like one of those weird things. Like when we were in the car with Brennan and he was like, give me a fact. And I was like, sharks have two penises. Yeah. Like, you did, my- <laughs> you did that. You said that to our, to the instructor of the studio, which I did. Well, we were in line for Chick-fil-A. Yeah, that was, uh, oh God, that was <laughs> a fun. He said to give him a fact. That's I know, he did. That's my favorite fact to give people. No, that was a good fact because that led into a whole research thing and ultimately me having he to Google. He didn't think I was telling the truth. No, I had to Google and yeah. show my instruct my head instructor of our karate studio. Yeah, no, sharks have two penises. Yep. Uh, <laughs> which actually I'd love to get more into the episodes, but we're actually coming on 39 minutes. <laughs> so that... So we're great at time management. We are uh, really good at time management, but I feel like let's just keep going for a little bit. Let's talk about Paris. We wanted to uh, talk about Paris and Dybbuk Box, but I okay. only have one thing to talk about with Dybbuk Box. Yeah, I think I had one thing too, but go ahead. Um, so, well, I want to talk about Paris real quick. Um, I'm not sure if Julie has listened to the Paris episode yet, but I have not gotten any... Bonjour, mon I have not gotten any feedback from her about our horrible French pronunciations, but Rachel did text me to tell me how bad our French pronunciations yes, were. Yes, so, <laughs> I don't think we could have made this clear enough that we're not great with pronunciations. We yes, we are horrible. At I'm still working through Duolingo. goddammit. Which what language are you learning? France. French. Are you really? Oh well, yeah. yeah no, that, that makes was the sense. one. Yeah. That was the one class I took in high school because the yeah. 
I mean, what was I going to do? Take Spanish in high school? The yeah, Spanish, our teacher Spanish was, teachers were horrible. She was German. Well, no, that was one of them. The yeah. other, the other one wore fairy wings to class, and she was real, real fucking weird. So, and then the other one was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, let's just be clear. Uh, our high school history great, languages not great. Yeah, but I, I just want to point out that we, the the one person that we know who is actually from France did not tell us that our pronunciations were horrible. So I'm gonna hold on to that. Um, <laughs> even though I know for a fact that as soon yeah. as she listens to it, she's going to be like, guys, guys, come on. Yeah. I do feel a little bit bad too. Cause I know I kind of had to gloss over a lot of the history and I kind of bounced around on that one. Uh, cause I mean, honestly you could do a full two-parter on, yeah. on the history of France. And it, well, that might be good for the future. Yeah. No, we there's were... some dark shit that happened in France. Yeah. So one of the ideas we had was, uh, one episode coming up, we want to do like a dark tour because yeah. hopefully things are going to start opening up soon. Yes. And if anyone wants to go international, we wanted to kind of give you possibly a guided tour to go through, a, a city yes, or a something. City. We're still working out the kinks with that one. but And by kinks, yeah. we mean actually picking a city. Yeah, and trying to figure out how to do this. But you know what? It's going to be really fun. So we're going to take you on an Allie and JP, let's call it a misguided tour. <laughs> Son of a bitch. So Okay, that's actually really good. It's really good. Thank you. I know I'm very good at naming things sometimes. I'm very punny. Yeah, which, I I could go on a rant about naming things, but I'm gonna hold off. We don't have the time. We do have the time. It's our podcast. So the Dybbuk box. Let me tell you something. You know I was in a sorority in college. Yes, yes some I of the do. people who listen know I was in a sorority in college because they're my sisters. One of my sisters was listening to the show. I call her Aruba. I love her. I text her all the time. She's a great person. She's a magical. She, I don't know what she is. I haven't decided yet. <laughs> um, but she was telling me that she was driving her truck and uh, she was on cruise control and she was listening to the Dybbuk Box episode. And as she was driving along, um, her truck's cruise control kind of shit the bed. And she, she texted me when she got to her destination and she was like, I don't know what happened, but I was listening to your podcast and my truck just like stopped working. <laughs> and I was like, well, are you okay? She's like, yes, but I don't know what happened. So do we have a haunted podcast? Did you rig your friend's truck to break? Well, considering she lives in another state, no. Yeah, but she lives in Oklahoma though. So let's be real. We know for a fact anything goes in Oklahoma. Mm, it was probably Joe Exotic. Yep. He probably did. Actually, it was that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> so, okay, that's I'm our hot cool. take. That's our hot take for the night. That's our hot take for the night. Aruba, uh, I just want you to know, I'll text you after this, but I want you to know now that it was not the ghost of the Dybbuk box that messed with your truck. It was that bitch Carol Baskin. <laughs> oh god that that was that that happened we all watched that and that happened so uh, that is part one of our look back which we just we may have had a little too much fun with this oh this no is i mean that was the whole point uh, yeah we we wanted you guys to hear more of our personalities and why we started doing the podcast and just kind of like what we did behind the scenes uh to prepare and you know obviously some feedback from our friends yeah and i will tell you with the divot box that one was a little bit of a pain on my end just because i really really wanted to try and track down the mm -hmm. whole uh Hevela story 
and I could there not. There was nothing. I will, though, make this great recommendation. Uh, it's a little bit of a heavier YouTube channel, but Time Ghost uh, on YouTube. They do a World War II week-by-week show, and then they also do a bi-weekly War Against Humanity, and they really get a deep dive into like all of the uh, bat like very horror shit that went on during World War Two mm-hmm. and just how much it sucked to be a civilian living in the middle of Europe when all this was going down. And it really kind of puts a lot in perspective, at least if you want to learn a little bit more about what yeah. Hevela's story would be like, I strongly recommend it. Plus the guy's name who hosts it is, I kid you not, Spartacus Olsen. Jeez. So like he's got, he wears tweed and has like a mustache he and beard. He wears tweed. Yeah, so he looks he looks I feel and has the need the need for tweed. Yes, that's you, an office reference. I was about to say did you just alter Top Gun for that? No, that's a classic Michael Scott quote when he's sitting in David Wallace's office and David Wallace is complimenting him on his performance and you cut in right in the middle of Michael Scott goes, "I feel the need the need for tweed." Okay, so just so we're clear here, uh Assassin's Creed reference, check. Michael Office Scott, reference, yep, check. check. Uh, weird long tangents that uh, don't we totally really go anywhere, and we forget. Yep, check. Check. Uh, Taylor Swift killing Prince Philip, check. Wait, well, no, no, no. Do we do that every episode? No, but we might be able to tie that in. <laughs> okay, well, uh, so anyway, one of the things that uh, so yeah, that kind of goes for a few of the episodes that we've done. We'll get into more of those later. Yeah, we've got a whole other episode we want to do talking about the latter half of the season because um, that was a trip. That was fun. When yeah. We really kind of felt a little bit better about our research. I mean, obviously, we're still learning, but yeah. And yeah. also, I finally got off whatever I was on during Dimmick Box. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, and if you're still listening right now, uh, if you made it through, first of all, congratulations, congratulations. so far. Congratulations. Second of all, we're not done. Well, nope, we're not done because we have something really fun. So we were going to look for, um, yeah, it was one of the things I was thinking about last night or the other night when we were coming out from karate. And that was actual, my annoyance of like how you always hear people complain about in horror films, the, uh, you know, how you fight, how you get yeah. away from... Uh, from horror movie villains. Yes. So I wanted to actually take, as somebody who's trained for a couple of years in martial arts, of Who like, is a black belt. How would you actually want to go about fighting one of these horror movie villains? We're calling this Fright Fight Night. <laughs> or Maybe. just Fright Fights. <laughs> or Fright Fight Fright. Or How to Not Die in a Horror Movie. Or just send us a new name because yeah. we can't figure it out. Okay, so the first one that we were working with, and I was talking to one of the other instructors about this, was uh, Mike Myers. Yes, Michael Myers. Yep, who I still honestly just think about Shrek every time. I think about that kid we went to high school with by the same name. Okay, I don't know him. You don't need to. Cool. It's fine. Uh, So first thing I was thinking about, and we were talking... So, Mike Myers, uh, what do we know about him? Well, we know he's very slow and he likes to hide behind things. Yes. And he wears a mask. Is it William Shatner, apparently? So, is it William Shatner? Why did I think it was like Nixon or Reagan or something? No, no it's a William Shatner for it's some William reason. Shatner I do not okay. see I do not see it, but uh, No, they painted it white. white. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yes. So a few things to know. So we're outline outlining Mike Myers. Yes. He's 
relatively slow. Very strong. Yes. Like uh, inhumanly strong. Yes. Which again, that whole knife through the wall thing that is awesome. I was like, Wait, I, which one did you see? Did you the, see? I saw the original. You saw the original. Okay, yeah, yeah I saw I, the original too. I'm not even one of the few people who saw that. I'm like, dude. That was awesome. My favorite part. I mean, it sucks he's dead, but yeah. My favorite part of the whole movie was just like when he would just poke out and just his head would be out just watching. And Jamie Lee Curtis is like, oh, I think there's something there. And I'm a little suspicious, but I'm also kind of a badass. And like I could kick anybody's ass who came near me. So I'm just going to keep walking. So... Okay, yeah, so we know he's super strong. Super strong. And he also is intelligent because... Very, very smart. Yeah, when he finally attacks Jamie Lee Curtis... Yes. uh, He actually pre-planned and locked barricaded doors Mm -hmm. and cut phone lines. So he's reasonably intelligent, though we don't... Well, intelligent, but also, like, having that kind of sick... Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, we know he's sick. Yeah, yeah. He, like, he kills people. He he's sick. Yeah. Well, he killed. Was it his sister? Or his yeah, baby it was sister? His, his sister. sister. Okay. Yeah. So okay. So we know that his weapon of choice is a standard kitchen knife. A knife. Yes. And he holds it in reverse grip. Yes. So fun fact: uh, foregrip is when you typically see someone they're holding the knife and it's straight up, and that's kind of when you're going in for a stab. Yeah, that's super stabby. And reverse grip is when you're holding it from the back. Think like a ninja when they can like. If you flick the knife backwards, it like hides up behind your arm. Yeah. We call that reverse grip. Mm, okay. Thank so, you, technical term. Uh, the other thing, too, is he's also very slow with his stabs. He's not yeah. going in very quick. Yeah. We're not talking like this isn't psycho. Like, ee, 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 ee. Yeah. Like, no. Which, so, that's another really good movie we need we'll, to watch. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, so, okay. Here's the pro- So, here's the thing. Ordinarily, when you're going in with a knife fight, rule number one when it comes to knives. Uh, as soon They're as sharp. The- Yes, Al. We, thank you. We, we, well, you we said know that. rule number one. Okay. Well, no, the rule number one of a knife fight. Yes, sharp is, item, don't get hit. Well, no, the rule... <laughs> can I... Hey, who's who's the instructor here? You're the, you are Just, the karate instructor, okay, but I then, am well-learned in running scared. Okay, well, I'll let you know when you can run scared. Okay, thank you. All right, so rule number one of a knife fight. As soon as a knife comes out, everybody's getting cut. Yes, because so, it's soon, sharp. Yes. <laughs> He hates me so much right now. <laughs> First thing that you want to understand is ordinarily when we work w- with knives, we try and get past it and get close in and go for a takedown. Yes. However, with Mike Myers, that's a little bit tougher because he's super strong. So as soon as he grabs a hold of you, as we've already seen in the movies, he can break necks with one hand. Yeah. He can pin you down with one hand. So you, it's a little bit harder to get in on the inside of Mike Myers. Yeah, you probably don't want to get in between the knife and Mike Myers. No. So that leaves into the other problem then is because if you keep your distance, then you're at the risk of the knife. Yep. Now, your best bet is actually what I think one of they did in the second Halloween movie where she actually you picked up a chair. So your first thing you're going to want to do against Mike Myers is you're going to want to get something that can put distance between you and Mike. If you yeah. don't have anything, you want to start kicking. Because one thing that we do also see is that while Mike Myers is very strong, he does feel pain and yes. will react to it. Mm-hmm. So your best bet is probably to keep that is to push and maintain that distance. Yeah. Best way to do that, I would say low kicks towards the legs and knees. And just kind of try and keep him away from you. Ooh, knock out his knee. 
Yes. If yeah. you can knock out the knees, uh, I would say if you get like a golf club or a stick, mm. that would probably be the best thing. Mm. Uh, I mean, the one girl in the movie, she grabbed the chair and actually success- successfully hit him and knocked him out and then apparently just slipped on socks and a hardwood floor. That's because it's a horror movie and anybody in a horror movie is an idiot. That's well, except for Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. I mean, because the, she's survived like 12 horror movies. Yeah. But I mean, she also had the wherewithal to, you know, grab a chair and hit him with it. She so. also survived scream queen. So she survived like a horror movie series and a horror show series. That's true. I'm surprised she wasn't an American horror story. Yeah. Maybe yet. But uh, no, is there another season? She's not in it. So. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, for Mike Myers, your best bet would be to do that. Ordinarily, again, if you're we're dealing with somebody who is uh, not super super strong, you could get in on the inside, block, uh, block or check the arm that's swinging, and then move in for some kind of takedown, and then you want to go for a disarm. Yes, but we're talking about Mike Myers. Yes, and I'm just talking like ordinarily that's what we would do. Well, yeah, that's how you would save yourself in an ordinary situation. But with Mike Myers, like I'm looking around the kitchen trying to figure out what I would throw at Mike Myers. I'd have to say probably the air fryer would go first. Yeah, or the pot. And the other thing too you have... (laughs) Or the pot. Well, the other thing too you have to remember is he also attacks by ambush. So he does. That's he sneaks a, up on you. So situational awareness is very key with Mike Myers. Yes. Uh, honestly, even managing to get out of the house, um, I would also, if you do manage to survive the first strike, and that's usually again going for that kicking, maintaining that distance. Mm-hmm. I would honestly go straight for breaking a window or finding a slightly unconventional way out because you know he's already blocked the doors yeah yeah he he's intelligent and sick enough that he is going to try and block every single way out that he can so i feel like block all the windows he can't block all the windows i have legitimately thought about this like escaping a house if necessary like if you have a front door that is glass or like half glass Go for those because I feel like they're going to break the easiest. Yeah, and I'm just picturing because this whole situation is already insane enough that yeah. when you break out, there's just going to be like a cartoon cutout of you in the glass. Oh like, my gosh, with yes. <laughs> one arm up and one arm down. It's going to look like Super Mario. <laughs> I actually laughed um, in the Clone War season finale. I couldn't help but laugh. I mean, epic closure to that show, but... Uh, there was a point where Ahsoka like kicks Maul out the window, and you see the cut of his light of his dual lightsaber <laughs> in the window as he's kicked out. I'm like, that's great detail, but that's really funny. Oh, I guess we also didn't mention if you do have a lightsaber, um, that would probably help you as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. first of all, also like call us because that's awesome. Yeah, you can get them from Disney World for like two hundred bucks, but they are glass, so they're not real lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> So that's kind of like at least our my take and from me and one of the other instructors of how to handle Mike Myers. Uh, the mm-hmm. other one we talked about was Leatherface. Well, no, no, no. You got you and Troy was that his name? Yeah, Troy. Troy. You and Troy had talked about Leatherface, but you and I talked about Freddy Krueger. Oh yeah. Um, yes. Also, I'm going to quick preface here. I am a yes, I'm a black belt in Tung Sudo, and I do dabble a bit in boxing. 
but I am not a complete expert and I'm only going based on the uh, martial arts styles I know of on how to attack or defend. So if yes. somebody else knows a better way to protect themselves from Mike Myers, please let us know because, you know, the better the, the better we can protect ourselves from Mike Myers, this is a yes. critical issue is facing critical. our nation. It really is. Mike Myers is attacking everybody. Schools, homes, yes. small dogs on the corner. Yes. Uh, widgets. Yes. That like those things, you know, widgets on the phones. That no, those are apps. I realize that that might have sounded little kids like a little playing with fidget spinners. Really on the yes, fidget co- spinners. Um, yes, that's Amish. more terrifying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Amish drive-bys. <laughs> oh my god. And me, I used to do tongue sudo, and I was a green belt, and I'm trying to kind of get that knowledge back. So I have absolutely no input in this other than let me find things in the house that I can throw that will be funny to talk about on the air. Yeah, why not? That's pretty much it. So yeah, you were mentioning Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, yes. The, The dream dude yeah so actually troy and i did talk a bit about freddy cougar too yeah uh because apparently he's like a he's like a dual boss final level kind of thing yes because you have to beat dream freddy cougar then you have to beat irl freddy cougar irl also side note i think that we should only talk about these if we've actually like seen the movie so we're gonna have to watch texas chainsaw massacre to do leatherface i have seen a bit of texas chainsaw massacre (laughs) okay So in order to defeat Freddy Krueger, I personally feel like this is kind of an inception scenario where like you have to somehow take down dream Freddy Krueger and go into his dream to defeat him. Yeah, you were mentioning either that that method of apparently being able to get into his head. Yeah. Which I feel like that would almost just be a terrifying trip. Actually, I'm like 99.9% sure that they did a plot of this on Rick and Morty. Oh, yeah. No, they did. Yeah, yeah like they, they did. Okay, okay. So I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah. So just do what Rick and Morty did yeah. and you should be fine. Go into uh, his dream and you basically become his therapist because his <laughs> life kind of sucks. It, it does. Yeah. I mean, you look like that, you know, it's probably hard to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when you have a literal claw for your hand, it's probably hard to do uh, office work. Does he have a claw for his hand? Yeah. Yeah. He has like a metal claw. Does it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so, I have. A, it's. Been, I watched the movie in 2013. So, yeah, it's been a hot minute. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, Inception defeat Freddy Krueger in his dream. The other way I thought is this would be more of a IRL Freddy Krueger. Well, dream training than uh, physical training because you know if you can't beat him in the dream, then you can't get to the real life Freddy fight. Yes. Now, the. Uh, so the dream, I would think that you would almost want to train yourself to be able to have like dream. Was it limbo? Lucid dream. Lucid dream. Lucid so that's dream. it. Yes. So then that way you can control the scenarios. So it's like, okay, Freddy Cougar is coming at you. You're lucid dreaming. Well, you can just dream yourself like a machine gun and gun down Freddy Krueger. That would work. That yes. would very much work. Which, but then you end up in really weird dream scenarios. Like I had a dream last night where I literally slapped one of my ex-boyfriends and then walked away with my middle fingers up. Well, were you lucid dreaming that you did that? or I don't that... know, but it was a very vivid dream. Okay, because I always <laughs> thought lucid dreaming was like you are aware you're dreaming and you yes. can control what you're dreaming. I have had lucid dreams before and it's very, very weird because you wake up and you have to remind yourself that you're not dreaming 
Yeah, that that just seems like some reality tripping well, yeah. shit. I've had lucid dreams and I've had premonition dreams. Yes, I know. But Thank- we're going to talk about that in another episode. Yes, thanks for the heads up, by the way. I... You never did tell me, oh yeah, by the way, JP, I dreamed that you might get shot at a school. I never dreamed that you would get shot. Uh, it never came true. It, it half came true. Okay, well, anyway. We're going to talk about that in another episode because there's like a long story with that. All right, so anyway. So you Inception, may... lucid dreaming, kill Freddy Krueger with a dream. Gun. Yeah. Well, no, we, we don't advocate using those type of guns. So use like a pistol or a hunting rifle. What? what I'm not risking. I'm not that good of a shot. I'm just going to spray and pray. You know how to break someone's body parts with your body parts. Yes, but so I, I never think fired you can a, handle it. I've never fired a gun. I just get a mini gun or a grenade well, you've launch. you've never fired a gun before. No. It's scary. Don't do it. Okay, well... I've done it once. Don't do it. Also, I was going to think in my head while I'm lucid dreaming, like, hey, you know, you know the old saying, close only counts in a horseshoe or hand grenade, so... You could dream a hand grenade. Yes, I could yes. dream up some hand grenades and throw... This, oh, actually, you know what you wow, could Wow, this do. really is like a two-stage boss fight. Cause dream it really for, is. Yeah, because at this point, Freddy Krueger's real easy. Like, he invades your dream. Oh, guess what? Say hello to my little friend. No, this is what you do. So, you dream... A piano, a grand piano. And drop it on Freddy Krueger. Drop it on him, but give him enough time that he can hold up a sign that says help with an exclamation mark. So actually, here's my question then. If you, what happens if you don't kill Freddy in the dream, but you just incapacitate or Well, I think that's the point. I think you have to incapacitate him enough that he can't be in the dream anymore. So I don't even know if it's necessarily killing him because if you don't, Hold on. If you don't, I am on a roll. If you don't kill him in the dream, he's going to be wounded in real life. If you kill him in the dream, then that might just wake him up. Yeah, but what if you just capture him? Like you put him in a box in your dream. Then he's perfectly healthy in real life. Well, I know, but... You got to do something to incapacitate him, to wound him. I thought that he would be trapped in the dream then. But why would you want him trapped in the dream? If he's in the dream long enough, he might be able to gain some control. Because what if if he's in there long enough, he is could how, start kind of taking over the dream. Is that how it works, though? Or is um, he just there? It can work any way he wants it to. Okay, so let's just say you get Freddy Krueger in, in real life. and how do you, So how do you fight him? So, so when th- it's in real life and you're fighting him, first and foremost, what you want to do is if you see anybody in a striped sweater anywhere, the best time to wear a Allie, striped Allie, sweater. Allie, stay focused. It's all the time. Allie, come on. Let's focus up. Okay, but just if you see someone wearing a striped sweater, just walk away. Because no. Okay. Well, first of all, I didn't realize you had such a thing in striped sweaters. Actually, I really don't, but I just know he wears a striped sweater. Okay, so Freddy Krueger, as far as I recall, and somebody can check me on this, he's not physically, he doesn't have any physical speed or no. strength that, because uh, I do recall him quite famously in a comedic scene, like trying to push a trap across the across the camera and like struggle busting he's to do it. pretty much just average but he has knives mm. on his person yes so once again now you're talking again with a standard knife fight which is a little bit more easier to go with obviously again first rule knife out you're going to get cut so first of all just accept 
even if you got training, you're going to get cut. Sharp, pointy. Yes. Pointy, so, sharp. So obviously you can try and get advantage if you get an object, but if you can't, uh, we usually encourage what we do is like a cage up. So you put your hands in front of you and you have your forearms facing out. That way if you get cut across them, you can still make a fist and yeah. strike. We usually go, so using a claw, he'd go for a slash. So you would actually, rather than wanting to back up, you want to move in and check that arm as he's going in for the slash. Mm. And that's preventing it moving in. From there, you have various options. You can go for a sweep. You can go for, uh, there was one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, you move in, bump hip, and check shoulder, and then you can sweep low and go for a takedown, wrap, cut the arm, and then put a knee on the chest to pin him down. Also, by moving in, there is a chance you might get a very unique haircut. So uh, there's that. Yeah, I mean, the... But I mean, it's kind of like when you think about when you're trying to like hug somebody in and you're trying to poke somebody like this, it's not as strong as if you're coming out in front and slashing at somebody. Yeah. The best thing about you describing something of like doing it like this is that we don't have a visual podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a problem. So instead of like, so slashing like a claw, claw hand in front of you, think like you're trying to hook your hand, touch your fingers to... Your uh, wrist. Your, yeah, to your or wrist. Your, like your palm of your hand. Yeah, to the inside of your hand. That's kind of what I'm talking about because he would have to, if you moved in on him, he would have your back against your, your back and your body would be against his forearm like he's trying to hug you. Yeah. And he'd be trying to move his fingers in, which he wouldn't, that's very hard to get enough strength to really start doing damage. Yeah. Like you'd be a little bit cut, but it's better than him being at full range, being able to swing his arm across you. Yeah. Or stick his hand straight out like a punch and stab you with his claw. His claw hand. Yeah, the claw. <laughs> uh, Ooh. So then you could do that. You could also, I'm not sure his pain tolerance. So you could, once you get him down, you could take the hand, uh, two fingers on the back and swing your swing around so you've got swing your partner round and round well you have him down on the ground you have one knee on his chest and you can actually do a turn and while you're doing that you can stand up and twist his wrist and break it oh yikes okay well then you know if he can't because then if he can't fix it then his wrist is broken and his one weapon is useless that's true. yeah yeah you make a really solid point there so that's your main thing is then you want to go for that wrist break yeah uh, from there, uh, again, you have him pinned, so you can use whatever you have to your advantage. Uh, I'm hopefully, I'm hoping I remember this. He doesn't have the claws on both hands because I think it's just the one. Okay, I hope it's just the one because if there's two, then that's a problem. Yeah, but I would say moral of the story is if you end up anywhere near Freddy Krueger, just run. Yeah, well, I mean, he's also got a little speed, though. Unlike Mike Myers, he does actually run. Yeah, Uh, and he's got that creepy-ass song, so nine times out of ten, you're going to know he's coming. Yeah, so the big thing is if you do— it literally says, one, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, so the big thing is if he comes at you, guard up, make the cage, and check and go in. Also, again, this is not practical (laughs) self-defense advice. not at all. Please don't— Consider this martial arts training. This is just kind of like my viewpoint of with training what I would try and do. In a scenario with horror movie villains. villains. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of something that I would do. I would go for that check in, move in on him, do a sweep, or there's a good jujitsu takedown. I know where you come wrap around the body and then you hook the leg and then you can control them as they go down. Again, still being able to put that knee control and get into a dominant position. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Uh, I wouldn't go too much for strikes or punches just no. because, one, you do, need, you do actually need training to punch properly to not hurt yourself. Uh, but, yeah, so I'd rather go for a grapple or a takedown and then just snap at the wrist. I think that'd probably be the most effective way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Take him down. And on that note, uh, <laughs> we've been here for a long ass time. We have, but you know, it's been really fun. Yeah. So if you like this, uh, we are Spooky You Podcasts. If you don't like this, we're mildly scary high school. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you can like us on Instagram at Spooky You Podcast. You can send us your stories. Send us if you have any questions you want to ask us. Yeah. Um, if you want to call us just, out, talk shop. Yeah. Hit us yeah. up. We'll, if you we want to tell it. JP that you would take down Freddy Krueger and Mike Myers differently, email us. At I will. <laughs> I will like. I will call you up and find you. Yeah. Yeah, sure you will. Email us at spookyupodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at spookyupodcast. Um, oh, and also uh, like, like, subscribe, and comment, and give those comment. ratings on iTunes. Yeah, well, because yeah, Apple we, Podcasts. Podcasts live and die by the Apple. They really do. Unfortunately, you can't rate on Spotify, which kind of sucks, but yeah. like, <laughs> go on to Apple Leave us a nice little five-star review. Leave us a nice little comment about how great we are. If you think we're shitty, just don't. It's fine. Keep that to yourself. Just put an angry comment in the Instagram page. Yeah, we can handle it on Instagram. Yeah. But yeah, interact with us. We want to hear from you guys. And we have got um, another season one wrap-up coming up here soon. We're excited to get that out to you guys. And uh We've got some fun stuff coming up, so you're going to be hearing a lot from us very soon. Oh, yeah, and honestly, just start placing your best now how long it takes for us to go off the rails. Yeah, because it's not going to be long. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to end up doing like a sweepstake like that. All right, guys, place your bets, place your bets, $10 pot for how long, for the exact time we do it. How, who's going to go off the rails first? Mm. Well, actually, that's a good question. Mm. Depends well, on the night. Depends. It depends on the night, depends on how tired we are. Yeah. But on that note, we'll see y'all later. Class dismissed.